man. You switch up your you switch up your list. I know you had a few more days to you know kind of discuss. That's why you wanted to go back. Well, that's the real, that's so the real I was reason. thinking. I was, you I was really thinking about first... it. Hey, hey, yeah, y'all about to get this informal uh, talk here, man. This Patreon listeners, y'all been <laughs> with us for a minute and everything. Went no introductions and all. Uh, we sitting here to talk about breakdown first quarter, uh, top five albums, top five indies that we think uh, should check out. And I won't tell you right now, I, Cash. I remember last year, I probably would have been hard pressed to get that top five versus, you know, the indies would have been flooded in that top five uh, albums, you know. But this year, you know, the industry been coming back with a force and they, they didn't put out some great albums. There's going to be some surprises of what's not on my list. I think that's going to that's going to go through. But, yeah, as you were saying, man, yeah, I, I done had a couple changes since it sat with me, sat with me for a couple of days and. Got to rethink and really like draw down on what I'm, what I'm liking. Uh, I don't know if we'll, we'll do honorable mentions later. I'll go ahead and say those yeah, at the we end. Can get to that after after that. But I mean, yeah, we could, we could but I'm not I'm not gonna mix them in at all initially. <laughs> Going in, on don't stick to my list. I'm try to do that for once. Uh, sure, same here, same here. So. Want to tell y'all right now, when we're going through this list this time around, this is first quarter, only first quarter. We will go back a little bit into December for those albums that kind of like dropped in between our 21 list and, and everything. They can tell them about tell them about what we what we changed. So before they start saying, oh, that came out in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all know, like when we're doing these lists, we really do think deep into it. And we actually go throughout the year. Like we be keeping our little playlists or albums that we think great. And then we go back and reanalyze at the end of the year to try to keep it as, you know, as thorough as possible. Make sure we ain't got no recency bias on everything. But with that, if an album comes out in December, it kind of gets lost in the mix because you're grading these other ones on this scale and you'd have heard them all year long and you don't want to jump on like one of those too quick. So it may don't even must get put in that right position in the, uh, on your end of the year list. So we kind of hold off and we're adding that December time frame right around after Thanksgiving. That's usually like when we start like saying, well, we're going to get started to our wrap up. So, but I say December 1st on are still kind of game. For being on this yeah. list, yeah, because like, look, think about it. Like a lot of the joints that dropped in March, there were some fire joints that dropped in March. Personally, from guys that I've been checking for, him, like, okay, you know, because I'm always scouting indie artists to possibly come on a podcast. So there was like two that dropped at the end of the month where I was like, they definitely have to be in the discussion later on. But I've already sat with some other ones you know what i mean so kind of they was in the same same instance but eventually you know when we do our mid-year wrap-up you can bring those back to the forefront because then you'll have three months to already live with some of those albums you know what i mean so i can't can't really fake jacks and just be like yeah i'm gonna throw this in i know i enjoyed it all first listen but i haven't sat with it to really kind of speak to it off the top of my head and you know it'll be real um, strategic or whatever. But before we keep going, man, so we're going to have our top albums. These are like the people that y'all should know, household names. And, and if you're a rap lover, 
And then we have some indie artists, some we've had on a podcast, some we haven't had on a podcast. Uh, just, you know, folks like that. And then uh, before I even really get into it, just want to shout out our Patreons, Quay. She's been around since day, day one. one. So shout out to her. Corey. Yeah. Uh, day, day one again. Yeah. Before day one, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, we, I don't even think we really had the tears up. And what the podcast was gonna be before he he threw down his uh, monthly subscription and hadn't stopped since. So shout the out to him foundation. for that. Errol, the foundation. Errol, the foundation. Errol, he's been an early supporter. You know, hopefully, hopefully, all y'all just you know forgot about the subscriptions and y'all just keep going. You know, y'all just support, <laughs> so y'all support. <laughs> Ryan, uh, Tyrus, um, Rodney, Raw Dog Jenkins. <laughs> Um, we got my man John, blessings on blessings, Davis, James, aka King James, he supporter, and we got our uh latest supporter, Day and Dry Day, and of course, last but not least, Prez and I. <laughs> we actually subscribe to our own podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we we believe how could we ask you to put in anything if we ain't even supporting our own thing? You know what I mean? So that that's just what I, I want to do before we kind of get too far into these into the music. So we're gonna nerd out here, you know what I mean? And just do what it we do, man. And y'all have this first, and we'll put this out at some point in the next week or so. All right. So we're gonna we got two categories. We ain't gonna go like in deep like we usually go on like at the end of the year, you know, but these are just gonna be uh top five indie slash EP uh albums. So they can be a full indie album or they could be an EP. It's just a mixture up in there on this one. Uh, and then we're going to have our top five, what we would call like mainstream or main, our main top five of, of, uh, of the quarter. So starting off, man, number five, I won't let you start off. I always start off, man. I won't let you start off this time. Number five on your side for NDEP. What you got? I know we're going to have different lists this time, man. A lot of music came out. I, I know we're going to have some things that's similar, but I know our style of mis- uh, music and what we enjoy and listening to gonna kind of kind of show a little bit more on this one. Yeah, by by number five. Now again, this ain't rankings. I'm just we just giving you five because we had to, can, you know, just make the list low. So I'm not ranking. It's just my five before we get into it. So at five, I got Elzai and Ann Muldrow, Zai guys. Um, we just covered that album. We're probably gonna drop the video today at some point on YouTube. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, quick little review we did on that. But again, as I sat with this project and over and over and over again, as I listened to it, I realized that I actually, you know, rock with this project just based on what we said in, in the review. It sounds lively. It sounds like Elzai's re-energized. I love the production. It's upbeat. It feels like a spring record. Feels like a summer record. I can I love when I can play lyrical shit in the midst of my 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 you know 808s and my southern driven rap or just the stuff that's more jovial, more happy in, in the springtime, summertime frame. And I love when lyricists do that. And he's floating all over the tracks, multiple punchlines that he has in there. I mean, I caught the punchline that you um you mentioned during the review where he was, what did he say? Me, 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 the me, me, yeah, me yeah, line. Yeah. Or whatever. So I find I caught that. The Jay-Z line, you know, kill everything that don't play dead. It's just on and on and on. It's just a, a lot of one-liners. They fit in the scheme of the project. 
You know what I mean? Went out to LA, did his thing. Just, it felt, I felt the vibes. I felt the vibes and the energy of the project throughout. So that's my number five. I thoroughly enjoyed Zygeist. And, you know, if you guys know about Elzai, but just haven't really been checking out things that he's been dropping consistently, he's a guy that drops every year to 18 months. So he's consistent with it. Maybe underground, but this is one of the projects that rose to the forefront for me uh, from him that I really would send to anybody that likes hip hop because I think it's just dope overall. It doesn't matter what you're into rap wise. I think you would like this. All right. Number five for me, oh man, this is going to be well, one of our frequent visitors now on the podcast, man. Patty Huncho, Brawler Five. Uh, I just. <laughs> Meaning we got, I think we got this ahead of time too when we when he gave it to us, man. So it was kind of sitting with me for a little bit. Love the intro, how he comes in a little bit more energized than usually on these right here. Uh, like he was coming into it, like the the, the name of the series, Brawl of Five. But it's this one seemed like he was really coming in for a fight. You know, he was coming to to lay it down and just throw, just hit a like a haymaker on somebody. You know, just let everybody know that he here now. You know what I mean? This the just listen to his other albums and how it kept coming with this. It was more more energy given on this. And it was evident from that, from the intro. Then as he got into later in the album, you had built the land where he getting a little bit more thoughtful in his, uh, in his pen game and stuff like this. And, you know, actually crafting, uh, um, a little bit of conscious, uh, rap in there. So then, uh, and then you had integrity, you had broke even and what's love without you, you know, where he kind of explained a little bit, get a little bit more open with itself on the, on the, uh, on the album so yeah I, I really thought Brawler 5 you know like I said go back peep the interview that we actually had with him but it was one of those that kind of stayed in rotation uh, ever since like it, it didn't drop so yeah and that's my number 4 oh. Brawler 5 in terms of just on my list so we'll, we'll stay with that more to kind of what you said to add on it's a lot of random bars and references on here that really throw you for a loop where you like that's like you have that's so raven lines like he's a young you forget that he's as young as he is rapping about what he's rapping about until certain subject matter comes up or just like bad predictions in terms of the lakers getting (laughs) russell westbrook and just things like that you know what i mean so uh you know super ambitious super wrong very lyrical the production by Greenery throughout this whole entire project is stellar as well. So this is a Jersey, young Jersey artist that I think if you guys give him a listen, automatically, every single person that we've put on, we put on people that used to listen to rap like we laps, listen to rap. Listeners. We put on people that laps listeners. They know who they are. Marty, our homie, <laughs> Marty, Stacks. Uh, I don't even know if Stacks listened yet, but... uh. Marty, um, wanted to call him out on that every every single time I get until he gets back into it. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah. So anybody we put on to it, whether they are avid listener of hip hop and they really search for underground and new artists, or they've they've loved it. You know what I mean? So when you can hang your hat on that, that's that's all I ask for as a guy that puts puts people on the music is somebody that is going to make somebody hit me back right after they listen to it and. Patty's been getting great reviews from it. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, then. I guess that'd be number four to me. Number four to me was uh, Malls Monday. Superheroes don't exist. 
And I think All right, Who's this? Yeah I, You asked this The time when I did The end of uh, review Before It's one of those Artists that I know I like Is gonna be a little bit more Like he used to tend to deal With like the little Lo-fi beats And stuff like this uh, But he has been on Like he was on NBA 2K21 He had a song on there How it is So he's like Getting a little bit more Of a push But uh, you know Still Still a little bit more Underground on all this So he's from New York I think like Somewhere in New York uh, but this was like 33 minutes, 11 songs on there. Uh, the first four songs really come out. Uh, I, I, they, they stand out real quick. So it grab you in, uh, that was mother nature horizon, never meet your heroes. And then he had young King featuring Mick, Mick Jenkins. You remember, do you know Mick Jenkins? Do you listen to Mick Jenkins? Not anymore, oh. but I'm still familiar. With okay. Him. Yeah. So he, he come out the gate, you know, with those, those are strong, strong songs on there. So if you, if you pop this on, you're, yeah, definitely. Like you, you know how we are on the intros, man. So you gotta gotta come through with the intros. The intro was enough, you know, to grab you in, and then those first four songs like keep you engaged. Then kind of kind of switch it up a little bit. Still great, great music on that little portion. But then he picks it back up again at the end. It was like save yourself and uh, one day never comes, man. And uh, it's just another one of those projects that I like my style of music. Uh, the artists I've been following for several projects now. I think I first started hearing them several years ago. He used to drop like freestyles every Monday, Miles Monday. That's how he got his like the name and stuff like this. So, uh, but yeah, just following on that end, you know. And don't ask me how I stumbled on them back then. I don't know. I don't remember. But <laughs> he got into got in a rotation some kind of way. And I just been following throughout his little career. I, he he dropped his debut album probably about a year, year and a half ago. So Okay. All right, all right. I'm gonna try to listen. I'm gonna try to listen because this is the second time you mentioned him. So I I'll, I'll see what it what it's like. Um at number three for me I have Jamar Johnson, T the Truth, and Day Adrade with the big three. It was an EP, quick little, what, five, six joints on there, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, but I remember when we were reviewing it and, and going to have them on the podcast, you know, sometimes when we're interviewing guys or preparing for the podcast, it's like, okay, it naturally catches you and you really excited for the interview. And for different reasons, you're excited for different interviews. But for this big three one, we talked about the the Scalabrini line, how he was bold enough, how T was bold enough to start it off with just something out of the blue that would take you off to where like, why is he talking about Scalabrini? But it worked, you know, like underdogs, you know, these guys are relatively unknown to probably a lot of people that we're talking to right now. Boston, they're not officially a group. You know, they are both solo artists, but they just came together for this project. And I think they should do more of these projects, you know what I mean, which they said they would. So, again, it's a quick EP, a lot lot of dope joints on this EP. I just want to name a few that I enjoyed on this EP. I think I got it on here. 500 Ball, NBA Records, Easy, boom, 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 right back to back to back. And I love the production. I love the raps. Everything married up really well. But those three joints caught me. The skits, the interludes, everything fit. I'm not the biggest fan of interludes and them not and they not be going into a actual record. You know what I mean? Because that's just not my thing. But sometimes they're done really well, like a little brother. 
You know what I mean? And, it, and this really fit the theme of the album, everything that they use. So I actually enjoyed it uh, more so than I typically do. So that's always a win when you can kind of get me on board with something I'm not particularly fond of. So overall, you should check it out. A uh, group from Massachusetts, Rhode Island, respectively. Um, individual solo artists, they formed a group. And they'll be doing this periodically. So, yeah, check out the big three by T. The Truth, Jamar Johnson, and Day Adrade. So, that's my number three. Number three for me is going to be Ian Kelly and Hitman Dot. Did you uh, listen to this one, Long Way Home? It was uh, four. Nah, I haven't got a was, chance to get to that, man. Tell yeah, me about so, it. it's like four four songs. Uh, the guy is from Oakland, California. Uh, Ian Kelly, he's the, that's one I'm talking about. He's with, uh, I don't know how to say this record company, but the one, what's Knife One, the record company? Jamla? Jamla? Yeah, yeah. He, he's with them. Uh, so that's the record label that he with. Uh, and four songs, man. Uh, the guy, he had some prior work out there. I went, in, went back and looked at it. Sounds a little bit different. This thing sounds a little bit more industry driven, like it could, it could pop off at any time. Uh, but. You can see his skills are there. You can see he does things a little bit different, ain't following that same mode of anybody else on there. So uh, I, I like the different vibe that he was bringing. And if he could go out there and, and do his thing, and the music was a little bit more, was was more upbeat, four songs, just trying to give that inter- that introduction. It seemed to give him like a little push uh, on there, man. Uh, but it was it was good. The uh, Four songs, long, long Way From Home, Dead Presidents, I'm going down slow, and all of them are good, man. That's I mean, four songs you better come out with them all being good, man. So yeah, it, it, they're, they're they're all great. No 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 room for error on that. And then he he didn't, man. He didn't disappoint. Matter of fact, he he kind of overachieved him, uh, uh, over exceeded my expectations when I first turned it on. I was like, I give it a shot, and then I was like, man, okay, pleasantly surprised, man. I find myself definitely coming back to those those four. They definitely find it onto my playlist for the. For the first quarter, so cool. All right, Ian Kelly. All right, I had to check that out. Now, I mean, you dropped the ninth wonder bomb on me. Why did Why did you lead with that? Just lead with that. Lead with that. If it's a cosign, but it's not. It's just so. But I don't want Google. you to get confused because you're gonna think like a ninth wonder type B. And I'm telling you, this one. It didn't have that type doing of his own. vibe doing his whatsoever. Own like, right. yeah, yeah, like, like I'm saying, like, it's, I think he's standing out on his own on this one right here, man. Is and like I said, Knife Warner, North Carolina. He out from Oakland. It's something to be said for that. It's something to be said for. Yeah, it's something to be said for that to be to sign to a certain label that's known for something, but do you? You know what I mean? And use what they do sparingly. So. I, I rocks with it. I rocks with it. Be your own man. You probably get a lot further in terms of what they're doing on the record label because you stand out. Yeah. So I rock with it. I rock with it. At number two for me, I got a shadow in the shade two. Jr. Solo joint with Ao Shamir. Uh, we covered that as well. So you guys, guys, check that out as well. If you if you missed that give you a quick little 10-minute review, but to sum it up in a nutshell, uh, I think this was more of a somber tone uh, of JR. You know what I mean? Wasn't too many double-time flows in there. Wasn't nothing with a whole lot of bounce. It was just bars, good beats, 
You know what I mean? And just him kind of getting a lot of things off off his chest. Um, more importantly, like that Sundial song where all three of those guys went to different places talking about loss and just, you know, remembering loved ones that passed away. I think that was a really, really, really dope song that would touch anybody. And uh, again, like I said, especially the verse by uh, King James. Um, Umbra was another song that was the lead single that he dropped off of this project that is really dope. Uh, Penumbra, if I'm let you finish, if I'm pronouncing that right. I like how he ended that off in terms of maybe it was a full thought. Maybe it's going to be something to be continued in another series because I'm sure him and Shamir are not are not done working. Like they just sound that good together between this one and the previous project um, with JR, you know, Broken Easel. So that's that's my number two. So from top to bottom, I think, he, he again, he's just like I said with Patty Honcho, just another guy that it's too easy to say, hey, go listen to this guy, and he's going to always come back with glowing reviews no matter who you send him to. So that's my number two, bro. Okay. Shadow in the Shade, too. All right. Uh, number two for me is going to be J.R. and King James, <laughs> Weather Report 2. <laughs> so, man, this is like my morning ride right here. Like, uh, So I, I did purchase the CD from it, and I, I pop it in, so it's like in the car. And like on my drive, like that, that perfectly times me till I get to my job and everything. So, uh, yeah, it's but I love the the blend of the meteorological interludes and how it fits with the master class, uh, master crafted and delivered bars throughout the uh, throughout the project. Um, as JR stated, the right production can make a difference when painting lyrics. And I, I think they they definitely did that on this right here. Um, the, the blend that they have with their sound just works all the way through the project. It's only five songs. Uh, wish they could have gave us a <laughs> believing you want more, but that'll give you just a uh, tend to just go back and repeat. But I mean, you know how JR does as we didn't talk about numerous of his projects right now. He's far and beyond on like uh, his lyricism. So his pen game and stuff like this, when he sit there and write and he, he delivers these man. And he's, he's not like, like we saying, we talk about these other lyricists sometimes, you know, like they they got the pen game and they can they can set up a bar perfectly. But then the delivery, but everything matches with 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 Jr. You know, what I mean, it's already there. So like, um, yeah. <laughs> so he has a yeah, man. And that's what you, he been on the tear lately. Yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, man. King James. He been on the tear. Oh, lately, man. He, so he comes in. King James been on a tear lately. <laughs> like it just depends on what you want, what you want. Clean up. Set up, man. Clean up, man. They both good in either position. Yeah, yeah. He comes in on that Hayes songs on here, and he say, once they hear my, uh, no, no. He comes in on the sunset. That's what it is. And he says, it's disgusting how we how we do production. Look, once again, emphasizing just how that they 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 care about that production. He side produced this whole thing and goes and goes into it. So it's so many bars on here. You know what I think is uh, dope about them, man, individually, like. They continuously introduce me to um, a new artist or just really p- bring them, you know, to a mm-hmm. forefront in terms of just, and they're not afraid to get with spitters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have spitters on the album like Ja King the Divine and yeah. KJ, like VA Ta. You know what I mean? Previous project, uh, Phil V, um, um, Grips. Like, it's a lot of guys that actually can go 
in all these guys have something in common. You, you have you figured that out? Like all these guys that be on King James projects and and Jr. projects, they all silent killers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all silent killers. Like you don't see them on social media like that. Like they not heavily promoting. Not saying that's a good or bad thing, but when they drop, they be impressive. It be impressive. So, you know, I I like that approach too. You know what I mean? Just letting you know. Is more than one way to skin a cat. You can be super present and be amongst the people, or you can fade the black, load up the clip, put the music out, and let it speak for yourself. And that that works for me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and they tend to do that a lot, man. And uh, yeah, hopefully they keep the series going. Uh, I think it's part two. They they crafted perfectly, four five songs real quick and out. Love it, love it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's not my number one, by the way. So I won't. Beat that down. I mean, I think we covered that. That's your number one? They covered that pretty well. That's my number oh, man, one. I'm about to. Well, then. Back well, that's good, back. then. I got you covered. My number one is cheating. I'm cheating cash. <laughs> all right, all go right. ahead. Man, do, your my... do your thing, man. It's, it's, it's your podcast. You, you can cheat all you want. <laughs> Make up the rules. <laughs> my number one, man, for for the indie and EP, man, is uh, it's going to be RJ Payne, man. He That's an indie? Yeah, I don't say R.J. Payne. No, no, I'm saying like, but I got Beautiful Pain Part Four. That's what I was gonna end it with. But as you know, we just recently reviewed his his last offering. Uh, what if uh, what's the name of it? If uh, if cocaine could talk. I want to argue so bad. I want to argue so bad. I want to call you out so 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 bad. That man, that man lacking on his picks. He's just splitting them up. Lacking? No, I'm giving you extra. I've already Lack, gave y'all. How you gonna split? How you gonna split up an indie artist and put them on the the full? How you, how, how does that happen? Get get it get it to the room. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Kill it. So if you was talking about just beautiful pay four man, that was that was the original one that was just gonna be on there all together, man. And this came out with uh mama mama made it uh. Started off, that was his little intro. That was that was great. Then he came on with Tough Love, talking about talking to his nephew on this one. More a little bit more story driven. Is him uh, you know, his his nephew going through some things or, you know, acting out of line with his mom and, you know, experiencing life, but he like, you know, extend a hand, but then say like, you know, don't don't, don't when extend a hand, don't bite it, you know what I mean? Cause with this can end real quick and stuff like this, or you disrespect your mother. Go through a whole little story on that, man. I I, I really like that one. Then he got the curse, and it's about why he don't why he don't have no kids. You know what I mean? He explained like uh um you know what what he has to go through and why he hasn't you know chosen to you know have a kid or something yet, right? And then you got what comes with it. This right here, man, I thought it was a more for the people who don't just grasp the single line: more money, more problems. You know what I mean? He gives you that detailed report. On what he meant by it. And he goes down and breaks down like as you get more and more in the industry, this is this part is gonna come for you. As you get more and more money, this is gonna happen. It's gonna cause some dividing your family and all this other thing. So he kind of breaks that down. I really his project is yeah, fine. I really yeah. love that. And then uh the secret is selfish on there. And then for if if cocaine could talk seven, like just go back and listen to our review. That was this week, right? That was this week. That was it. Yeah, we we just released that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we just go, go listen that, at that yeah. review. No, no, no. Yeah, that review is a couple weeks okay. ago. Okay. Go. No, we just did the If Cocaine Could Talk. That's going to drop this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So if cocaine could talk, go check out that review. I think we did a real good job on that. I'm not even going to waste the time on that since I'm kind of cheating anyway by throwing it on there. But I thought it was just on par with this one. And then they crafted that storytelling, you know what I mean? And uh, the storytelling that it tells on if uh, cocaine could could talk seven was the extension of Nino Brown. What if Nino Brown had survived? And, you know, where would it it go from there? Yeah, so there you go. Even with that, if Nino Brown survived, if that intrigues you in the slightest and you like those type of movies, you'll be highly impressed. By how yeah, he delivered very it. concept type oh. album, and it, it, it he kept your he kept your attention throughout. So, all right, man, it's tough. This tough. This is the uh, tough part. It's the tough part. This this the albums, man. You know what I mean? This is again. These are strictly on our preference. What we gravitated to, the most easily bars I can remember, the easiest. What I know I go to without having to prep for an interview. If we've interviewed the artist, so on and so forth. So these are just joints that we genuinely. Enjoy. They retweet us or whatever it is. It's, it's just shit we like. So, you know, again, harder to put on. That that's all we really want to do out there is just give you stuff that we actually listen to and not which what we think would make us look cool to people we don't know. Yeah. So So I'm gonna tell you right. I start this one off since you start off the last one. I start this one off, man. All, all right, right, man. Number five. It's gonna be a new one that just came on the list. A new album just came out, but uh, you know, you gave me an extra weekend. I got to listen to it a little bit more, and I thought for sure that it definitely fits in on here, man. And that's going to be uh, the Fife Dog forever, man. Like uh, we was talking about oh, this. Oh, wow. This, yeah, this is a posthumous uh, album. Yeah, it was, so it's one of those albums, man. So, and, But they took their time from the time for his death, and they ain't rush it out like two to three months later. So uh, you can tell the love that they put into the song, uh, look, put into the music and the album to structure it correctly, to give them a proper send off and, you know, make this something you would want to come back to and something that carries on his legacy in a good manner. You know what I mean? Like this could easily be mentioned when you talk about any of these tracks on here, when you talk about, Hey, give me something that, you know, showing Fife Dog, highlighting Fife Dog where he kind of, uh, shines a little bit. Of course, you got his classic stuff, but then you can definitely go to any of this too. And it's saying like, you know, throughout his time frame, he didn't lose a step on any of this. So, yeah. Uh, but the uh, songs I really liked on here, man. Uh, if you go back to our review, it's gonna be some of the same stuff. But both of the Red Man songs, man. I thought him and Red Man on the track together, man. That was just pure gold, and you can tell the affinity that Red Man had for Fife. On, on those tracks, you know what I mean? He really gave it his all on that, just, but didn't outshine. They they, they kind of was right there together on the track. So it's like they almost in the studio together. I don't know if that was recorded while he was still alive and they was in the studio, but it sounded like it, it could sound just like that. Like they, they went and did these tracks together. Um, then you had the Dear Dilla, the one that's going to have with Q-Tip on there. So that was a good one. Uh, you had the one with Lil Brother, uh, Too, Too Live Forever. Uh, and yeah, man. And then the rest of the songs is, was, was good as well, man. Like this, this whole album, like I said, we done went through several, several artists who done passed and then they don't get that proper send off. Like, I, I don't think Sean Price ever got, got one. You know what I mean? That was just like a great, you know, to his, up to his skin. They tried, they tried. Yeah. They tried. Pop Smoke was the last one that was done really yeah. well as far as just, you know, um, 
recent artist, young younger a younger artist that passed away. DMX. DMX. You know what I mean? That's one I think they messed up on. It may have a song here rushed, and there, but I mean, out. like that came out like a month and a half. I think should have spent a little bit more time on it. I don't know how long they were working on it, but he was work. He was working on it too. To their credit, like so, maybe they put it out as the stuff he was actually working on. So, with some last minute tweaks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Again, you know, you, you know, you never know, man. But it's some some of them are done done right, some aren't. And this fight for I would equate I would equate this to something like a pop. You know what I mean? Nah, I ain't saying he's the same as Pac. I'm saying like how those albums came out as after Pac death, but they were still, you know. Hit worthy. They were still great music, and that was going on for years at the Pac. Def. I'm saying this right here seemed like he, you know, it was something that was crafted, and, and they they wanted his legacy to live on a little bit. It was up to that. For sure. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick, man. Yo, um, switching lanes completely. Free game number five for me, and you know who I'm talking about. Yo, Gotti, man. Side B as well. He starts this thing. Like I've, I'm always find myself enjoying Yo Gotti ever since like he, he just does the perfect mixture of he'll give me the soul samples with the Southern twang and Southern twist to it. He he gives life to those soul samples. You know what I mean? And I personally catch myself spitting a couple bars at the end when he leave an open verse, <laughs> you know, open, open beat, you know what I mean? Cause the beats be jamming. Like um, he get, he start off with collect calls, giving back, Giving back was just one of the hardest joint. Yeah, hard. That was hard. Um, then cold gangster shit with forty two Doug ESTG. ESTG is one of my favorite young rappers that's doing it out of out of Louisville. You know what I'm saying? Like he, what you know what I'm saying? These cats are coming out of nowhere now, like places that typically don't read certain type of rappers. Like so, Yo Gotti is tapping in with people from all over. You know what I mean? Just got signed Mozzie as well. You know what I'm saying? To to his label as well. So they moving and shaking. But back to this project. Uh, he also has Yeah Bitch with uh, Moneybag Yo. Kodak Black, I'ma show you. Thinking Hours. If I ever thought, no matter what, strapped in Calabasas, palm trees in Memphis, just left the Hamptons. Like I'm giving you at least seven to 10 joints and this is a double double album. This is hard to do in this day and age where you keep my my attention. I'm not saying the entire is flawless from top to bottom, but I'm saying you can literally take eight joints off of the first side and eight off of the second, and you would be totally cool playing and riding this in any setting, whether you listening just to listen to some dope raps or you listening to get some some game as it's intended. Or you just listening to be in the gym and just hear some shit that has a nice multitude of different layers to it. You know what I mean? I think Yo Gotti is one of the doper rappers, one of the doper execs. To me, it doesn't matter where he comes from. It matters what he's saying in the message. And I, and I rock with his music. And that's despite all of the other shit that's surrounding, you know, the music and the untimely death, a young Dolph, you know, so... That that street shit that I'm, you know, not privy to, you know what I mean. But he did address it slightly on this album. But again, I think the album dropped so closely to Young Dolph passing. I don't know if we're really gonna get that from Gotti because he doesn't seem like the type to really address that type of stuff. But um, 
you know, that that's real life. So that that gotta that gotta wait if we learned anything from Cheesy and and um Gucci man. Like yeah, yeah, I was gotta, like Gucci still out you here. Don't wanna, he just did. That's all rumors, man. He's right. Still, you don't you just don't wanna come out still, right, you just don't wanna come out come out talking about um certain things like that when it really involves street shit with street guys and he gotta be he gotta be in Memphis, you know what I'm saying, to do business. So family probably stills in lives in Memphis. So smart, smart move by keeping it above board and keeping it wrapped. So again, that's that's my number five. Uh well, Cash, my number four is your Gotti. <laughs> so we're gonna keep it we're gonna yeah, keep it moving. Exactly <laughs> what you had said. I think I talked in depth on this, like when it came out, man. I I listened to that uh side B first. Because that's the one with him in the suit that didn't have all the little trap beats, had more like that heat maker beats. Uh is when then we he went in, he initially started talking about uh the Dolph thing and then uh, you know, he kept, he had a song on there. What was it? Uh who what was the name of the song? Was it Crypto? One of the songs he was talking about, you know, all the people that he put on, it was uh with Nicki Minaj. It's crypto. Yeah, it was crypto, right? It's crypto. Yeah, so Nicki, who he's talking about, uh, Nicki Minaj, Drake, and all them, you know, like, how, how he kind of, like, you know, got them on. And then he got a three con- three songs, like, run that, if you ride with me, Cash, these three songs, that song come on, and you try to skip any of them here, I'm liable to put your ass out. <laughs> you, 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 you're going to have to walk the rest of the way. And that's that... Uh, Trapped in Calabasas, palm trees in Memphis, and just left the Hamptons. When those three, when oh, when that one of them on that, like I'm, that's I'm the playing the rat. That's the run. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't touch, don't touch the radio. I'm hearing these out, man. So yeah, uh, but yeah, great, great album, man. Uh, Yo Gotti did it again. I think he on his last one that he did. He ended up making. He came out at the beginning of the year, top of the year, just like he did it this year, uh, and it was still. Heavy in rotation at the end of the year, and it still made my top ten list. And that's you know, that's that's kind of hard to do most of the time. You know, when you come out at the top of the year, January, February, and still you know got people listening at your music heavy in December. So, T- tangent time. Go ahead, tangent go ahead. Time. Go ahead. Yo, Gotti, never change subject matter. Push your T. This is what I'm telling them: never change your subject matter, Red Man. <laughs> Never change the subject matter. I'm just, you know what I mean, like Benny. Never change the subject matter. Do what what you do best. Like artists like that, to where we want to hear. Oh, I want to hear where he goes and takes this next. Mm-mm. I don't. I, I just want you to keep doing the same thing <laughs> with different beats and more experiences and and enter. You know. Entering that into into the music as well. As you grow, I want to I want to hear the growth. But ultimately, I don't want you to leave the core. You know what I mean? I want you to still stick to your core. And there's a lane for that. You know what I mean? I recently my mind was blown by so many rappers that I know why I come to them. You know what I mean? And that's why I come to them for certain type of sounds. And if they knock that out the park with about seventy percent of the project, and they do some different shit and I actually like it more power to them. But I don't, I don't, I don't like for my artists to change too much. I'm switching tunes. You know something I've been thinking about, man, since we on the damn tangent and stuff like that, it was just like, do I need my artists to hit and do everything? Like they used to, cause I used to go buy an album and I would, you know, 
So I want this album to have for like every mood, every situation. That's the reason they usually have the girl song, the club song. Then they have the uh my my the hard song. Then then they have the the real life songs. And they had it sprinkled out throughout the whole album. They had to hit on all those little notes, right? The formula, the, 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 the formula, the formula, yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. But now, like, bro, like I don't go buy a CD or nothing like that. I mean. Good on you if you get me to go buy a CD and stuff like this. Cause I really want to support you and all this little things. But more than likely, I'm going off my title, Spotify, whatever. Right? I take your damn songs I like, put on a playlist, and I play the person who does those love songs or those other songs, and I, I include them on a playlist. And I got my, I, I got my own an entire playlist dedicated so, to that. Like, <laughs> I got my, my the formula. I got my entire formula so playlist. I'm just saying, if you know that you don't really like hitting those zones, like you may have tried it, you know you don't hit it. Start dropping EPs on the on the damn thing. Unless you sign to a label, they forcing you to do this, man. But probably just narrow down your output to dropping a couple EPs and just keep feeding people that way. You know what I mean? That may be the lane that you need this to go. Vice versa, president. It's vice versa when you try to be when you try to speak some real talk shit when you're not a deep a deep person or You're a deep rapper that really taps yeah. into that that introspective bag. Like, don't get in your introspective bag if you're not an introspective rapper. Like, it that's even worse than you getting in your girl bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> like, hey, motherfucker, you ain't you ain't got no emotions, man. Stop trying to tap in. <laughs> I'm off. I'm off the tangent, oh, but then, yeah, that's that's kind of how I work, and I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, hey, if you're gonna be those type of artists, man. So, I think I think Push knows this and he has known it for the past couple of albums. He ain't given us more than like 12, 13 songs. And that's 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 at the top mark. But usually on that last couple where he gave us like seven to nine and he out. <laughs> Don't overstay your welcome. Don't overstay your welcome. That's how you get album of the year and get kudos. Gotta gotta go with what works, man. Like people don't wanna you talk their head off. Give me about 25 minutes and yeah, be gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just enough for the car ride to work, like you said earlier. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, and if you go back and you watch some of our episodes, we've been talking this for a minute. I was uh, When we first caught on the Earth Gang, I was talking about that's what we liked about Earth Gang, how they kind of dropped those four, five songs, and they was doing it practically every quarter at a point in time. Like So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so number number three, what you got? It's on me. That's on me, uh, right? No, it's on. It's on me. I did a uh, number five. I only mentioned Yo Gotti, and then you mentioned. Oh, number four. Okay, Yo Gotti. So yeah, we on number four. So for number four, for me, um, tough, tough one, tough one. So we doing honorable honorable mentions later. Damn it, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay with Nick Grant and Loveland. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay right there uh, with it, man. I just think. It came out of nowhere for me, and I didn't know that I was going to enjoy this project as much as I enjoyed this project. I'm trying to go back to some of the songs so I can run mm-hmm. it down for y'all. And y'all can listen to him Bear become a hypocrite me. right before your eyes. He just spoke one way, yeah, and now yeah. somebody goes out and tries something a little bit different, and he fell in love with that style. And Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know what you got. I don't know what you got. I like what I like you for what I like you for, but if you do a different bag and it wins me over... That's even better. Welcome to the hypocritical rap podcast. Don't see one the couch podcast. Full of hypocritical takes, but I know, y'all know what I mean. Stay with me for the nuanced explanation. 
right. So I didn't know Nick Grant had this 70s bag and could sing and and could do all of this different type of black exploitation type of shit. Like I didn't know he had this. Like he actually made a record. Like this is a jam, man. Like, and I'm 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 ashamed more people aren't talking about it. You know what I mean? Cupid is a woman, loving other drugs. Brutal honesty, zombies, Mary Jane, like this whole shit is knocking gangster lean, you know, like, and he practically, you know, did this with no big features, you know, so to speak, from people. The production is insane. Like, I would have loved to be in these studio sessions because it, it feels different, man. It feels like the production and the the artistry just married together. So I mentioned a few of those songs, Love Land by Nick Grant. Go check out our review on there or one of our podcast episodes. Go scroll the multiple episodes. Maybe we put it in the comments. Maybe we won't. But I guarantee y'all lot of y'all rock with this album, man. And then if you really knew what Nick Grant does on the mic, <laughs> man. Boy, oh boy, you you gonna be impressed if you go to any of his EP. Oh, go check out a room full of mirrors. Project, go check out a room project. full of mirrors that he just recently dropped with a, a collector. Of spitters are on with a TDE punch on TDE. They put together a group and it was. Is that your no, number no, four? No, but I was just saying, I was trying to give it away. Okay. And tell me who really shines and stands out on that. Different type of beast, different type of animal. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tell y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all. You got bars, man. So that's my number four. Once again, Nick Grant with Loveland. Y'all check it out. Pink cover, real psychedelic, real, you know, roll one to it, smoke something. You know what I mean? Lay back. Enjoy it. Enjoy. So number three for me is going to be Kodak Black, Back for Everything, right? Uh, so, man, with this one, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Kodak. I've been like, like I, I love his music. I, I, I have arguments on the regular with Cash because like he don't understand his catalog and I be going back listen to it I go on like little, uh, some months I be like man I'm going back and I'm listening to Kodak yeah, Binges Kodak. <laughs> he go on Kodak Binges boy <laughs> been listening to a little bit of that Kodak this week I'm like really? <laughs> but that's his guy man I don't understand but, it but I understand it I mean you from the south yeah man so but his you know, his, his flow and everything man the way he got to sing song like and kind of like it's I understand it's part of what everybody's doing but he does it the sound of it is different from everybody else you know what I mean and uh, you know the fact that he can just sit there and just do it like you've seen plenty of interviews and he does it still in the, in that little way as well. Uh, so I I just appreciate that sound that he creates that's so unique and I think that's kind of where it kind of stands out for me a little bit. And then some of those tunes be like just catchy, man. Stick with you. Like uh, on this one, uh, you had uh Smackers, you had Sink My Ship. You had Midas Touch, uh, you had Usain Boo, I know that was one that you liked too. You had uh, Elite Division, Hidden Houses, that's like the D- jam on this same thing for me. Uh, and Take You Back featuring Lil Dirt. Then I know everybody heard Super Gremlin before, and that was like one. And then you had uh, I Wish and then Love and War, I like those too. So there's a lot of songs on here I like. I, I, I ain't many I don't like. I listen to this album thoroughly, <laughs> through and through, several times, over and over. <laughs> it stay on repeat. Definitely a good thing, and it's 
in this climate when we with so much music we listen to, you know, for something to be able to have what, you know, more than 12, 13 songs if you to really be into it that much, it just just goes to show you that you can still make an extended length album, but you know what I mean? It's only a select few that, you know, be able to carry it out the entire job like back in the day when the album was 14 to 17 yeah. songs. So Shout out, shout out to Kodak, man. At number three for me, this was an easy choice. I continuously bumped this album mainly because of the production and second, the lyrics. So I I just gravitate to it. And this uh, album is called Food for Thought by Che Noor. She's grown leaps and bounds, you know, over the course of her last couple projects uh, with Apollo Brown and just things that she's released over the last three to four years, you know what I mean? But this is her culmination as a producer, as a rapper, did the entire project. She produced it too? You know what I mean? And it, Okay. Yeah. That's why I hold it in such high regard because it, you wouldn't you wouldn't know. You, you would think this was from somebody established as a producer. And she's been doing production for quite some time, but I think this is the first time that she's done an entire project, skits and everything, you know, it fit together. Uh, she has a lot of good features on here. She has Sev the Genius, Amani Caesar, you know, from Griselda, Sev, Sev the Genius, you know, from Drum Work with Conway. So keeping it in the family, um, 38 Special, she has Table on for here. three, right? She also has, uh, yep, with Ransom. Like, she's fired, man. Like, you can't even say she holds her own or nothing like that, you know, because that would be a slight, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, she's just dope, period. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I need more people to actually put her up there in the talks of albums of the year of, you know, dope spitters. You know what I mean? Because she she's spitting that heat, man. And she's barely even tapping into like some of the things that she could tap into as a woman. You know what I mean? Like she hasn't even gone there yet. You know what I mean? She's just still wrapping you and barring your head off. So I could see the growth trying to peek in on this food for thought with being a lot more introspective than I've heard her be in the past. So y'all, y'all watch out, man. Table for three, gold cutlery with Rome streets. Another artist that's grown on me. Didn't initially, you know, ride the wave, but as I sat back and paid attention and started to kind of diving into his, you know, essentially with ransom and, and other projects, he's starting to, he's starting to grow on me for sure. So again, food for thought, really quick. Listen about, Less than 30 minutes. Y'all, y'all definitely gonna rock with the production and the lyrics. Yeah, bar heavy. Bar heavy. Check it out. Yeah. All right. With me, I'm gonna number two, gonna be Benny the Butcher, Tanner Talk Four. Uh man, this thing came out to a little bit of controversy, like off the jump. You know, people was hailing it. They was looking for, you know, album Benny. And I don't know why they was looking for that on. Tanner talk for this is more that street talk that he gonna give you real heavy street talk like on on here, uh, but I, I do think he had uh, he got radio presence on this type of album with the first single that came out, which I think is gonna end up being song of the year, verse of the year, uh, in competition for that constantly. The Johnny P's Caddy with J Cole, that song alone makes this whole album gets ton of replay. You know, coming back for checking for. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, but he came back with it too, with 
back for two times right after that with Stove God Cooks. Uh, you had uh, Weekend at Paris with Bodie James. Hey, Weekend in the Paris with Bodie James. Uh, you had 10 more commandments, which I like. Cash don't really like. I just like the whole story story at the storytelling aspect of it. You know how it's coming with, uh, you know, just adding a couple more commandments, updating it for today's audience. The beat and stuff, I can get what you were saying. You go back and listen to it. Yeah, I see how I don't don't catch that original like that, that uh, the first one had that rawness of it. But the lyrics and what he's saying, I think kind of fits with what, what was going on. Uh. Then you had Tyson versus Ali with him and uh, Conway. And uh, you had Uncle Bun with 38 Special. Yeah, I like and, that one a lot. And then you had the Guerrero with West Side Gun and then Bussa Nick. Uh, Bussa Brick Nick. Yeah, and yeah, those are the standout tracks for me and what I liked on here. But gets gets heavy play, man, still, man. Benny came up on the scene a couple years ago, man. Uh, through West Side Gun, uh, that whole team has flourished and they're now uh, as a crew coming out on top, you know, and they kind of splintered off even a little bit and they still dominate and as Griselda as a as a collective. So uh, I think Benny is at Def Jam. You have Conway that's on with uh, Eminem with the Shady Records and then West Side still independent. Westside is still independent as of right now, and Conway is currently officially independent after dropping God Don't Make Mistakes. So he's all oh, okay. okay. So well, there you go. And I think they, you know, <laughs> Benny has been the standout one for me, but I mean, all of them, you know, got they got they little mark. I think Westside is the one you were saying that kind of brought them all in. Westside, I prefer in doses, so I prefer my own albums and and features and stuff. I know other people think totally different, but it's, hey, it's, it's me. It's just like, I, I can't deal with that, the, the voice, the the tone of his voice, like for a continuous album. But like when it's featured, he's just like the right amount that adds a little flavor to an album that kind of sets it off and stuff like this. So uh, really do appreciate that. Uh, Benny <laughs> maintained his status with me. Uh, he had the one little fall off last year with that Picasso one, uh, Pyrex Picasso. It was kind of shaky right there. I don't know what you're talking there. about. I don't, even, I don't even remember. <laughs> that, that release was shaky, but everything else that he's uh, released, man, has been uh, pretty much great, man. So uh, uh like that. And Tana Talks, Street Talk. <laughs> when I get the uh, the hit boy produced or whatever is it, whatever else he gonna have the uh, wind plugs, the the plugs I made or whatever that's gonna be over here. That's I expect a little bit different, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we got into that. We I think we covered. I don't know if we put a video out for the Benny uh, Tanner talk. I don't think we put a video out for Tanner talk four. So y'all check out check that out. Listen to that. You know we we went down a rabbit hole. On on Benny, so it is what it is, man. So that that was a good cover, though. Good cover, dope album, dope album. Yeah, it's it's right outside of my five. Right Johnny outside of my P's five. So Caddy is a classic ass song that will go. That's what I'm gonna remember most of. That's gonna be one of the songs. Yeah, and that's gonna be one that you, That's gonna be one that's gonna be in the catalogs. I think that's gonna keep coming back for it. That they're gonna pinpoint when they're talking about either Benny or. J. Cole's career. Those are going to be some of their top songs. You're going to always see those on uh, years down the road, the greatest hits and stuff like this. 
gotta have that or it's gonna be some hopefully hopefully in Dreamville's concert Benny's able to make that concert and they perform that song together that that would be fire uh, at the uh, Dreamville Fest so that that'll be that'll be dope if he's there at the moment so hopefully so hopefully so man but for me number two staying in the Griselda team drum works on Conway the Machine God don't make mistakes that's my number two um from top to bottom, fire got the polish on there of a shady records, but they let him not let him, they let him his his artistry proved to be you know seen through. It, it seemed like the perfect balance, you know what I mean. The first half of the project is sounds polished. You have features from Ti um, and Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Beanie Siegel, but again, it seems like all these guys, even his team. He got his team on here too, Seth Genius, Jay Skis, you know. So everybody came with it. But the thing I often worry about with guys from the underground that we love, that we rock with, is when they do start having these big features, do they get lost or do they stand out? Because he's what's right now, you know what I mean? We've heard Rick Ross over and over again, heard Lil Wayne, T.I., can, are they still capable to pull the vet move and steal the show? Or is it this, the guy that's doing it right now, that's super active. Is he going to, are they going to be just accents to what he's doing? And they, and they come into his world. That's what you hope for. Hope that they come into the artist's world. And that's exactly what they did. You know what I mean? But at no means, at no means with these type of features, they can't wait get lost. So tear gas, Piano Love, still one of the hardest beats to me. That's dropped when you're talking about this, that raw, gritty rap. John Woo flick, classic Griselda shit with Westside and Benny. Um, Stressed with Wallow, that's one of my favorite songs. Like, every time, you know, going through a little things. Like, you you want to have those songs that you can kind of go, go to when you're feeling the same way as the artist. But by far, by far, the song that takes the cake is Chanel Pearls, Chanel Pearls featuring Jill Scott, who is singing and spinning the 16. Boy, I didn't expect it. Fire verse, I would have never thought anybody would have got Jill Scott to spin the 16, but she did on Con- something made her do it on, on Conway's project. And that's what really kind of brought it up a level for me with just the wow factor. You know what I mean? So overall, solid production throughout um can't say enough good things about this this will be in rotation all year long you know what i mean it got it got something for everybody yep takes us to number one cash number one number one for me man is gonna be the guy that i think I, I i gotta go back and look pretty sure he was top of the list though he no he wasn't number one he wasn't number one but it was close it was close up there who's that Nas. With King Disease 2, you know, that's what he, that was like up in there, right? Oh, okay, at the end of the year, yep. At the end of the year, that, that came out, and I told you how that song, how that album felt like it was the song, uh, the album that should have came right after DJ Khaled's, you know, when he sit there and he did the albums done. King Disease 2 felt like that album that should have followed that, and that was finally getting that. We was getting peak <laughs> Nas, that, that performance level. Couldn't have been happier. Couldn't have been happier. Made it on my list at the end of the year. I'm 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 ecstatic. But then he gonna lo and behold pull this uh DMX bullshit 
And you know, give us another one six <laughs> months later. He give us Nas Magic, and and just like with DMX, <laughs> I love both of them. This one right here, the Nas Magic man, hit that same note man for me, and uh, really, really uh, loved everything about it. Only nine songs come on it, but uh, Meet Joe Black, Speechless Man, Forty Sixteen Building, uh, Woo for the Children, Wave Gods with ASAP, loved that one, uh, and uh, Dedicated Man, those. Standout tracks for me, man. But nine songs, he ain't do no wrongs on none of them. Love it all the way through. Pure masterpiece, man. Uh, I'm not going to run out like everybody else and be calling these classic, classic, classic. Still still waiting on it. You know, seeing how it continually feels throughout the year. I really love King Disease, too. I'm, I'm right at the point where I'm about to, you know, call that one a classic. But if he oh, do two classic. Shit. <laughs> but if you do two okay. classics in the year, just like with the DMX, man, like that's historic to me, man. Nas, man, been in the still game since it. the 90s, After man, and still, still, still can do it, man. That's, that's, you know, hats off to him, man. So, uh, <laughs> still sounds fresh, still sounds great, still sounds like he's leading the pack, still sounds like he is. <laughs> you, powerful, it's, it's, powerful yeah, brand yeah, he, this was his Tom Brady performance. Should I say it like that? You know what I mean? You old. You ain't, supposed to, be, you ain't supposed to be here on these last couple of games Not. here. Nas, you supposed to be you supposed to be doing your little couple little songs, go back to doing the hits. That's where you're supposed to be at in your career. But nah, he's still coming with new material and still making it, taking it there, you know, elevating the the whole rap game. And that's why I kind of felt like with Nas. Storytelling, Him and other you're vets. always going to come back to that. Yeah, him and other vets. They don't have to do this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't have to still have the passion to do it. And only s- certain people can pull that out of them. Production and amping them up and making them feel like old times again. You know, so as much shit that Hit Boy gets from the producer community, because I see it. I see it online. Of course, you're going to see more of the... the um, some of it is critical analysis. The same way we, we do music and listening to it is the same way you'll see producers do, you know, critical analysis of his beats, but somehow, some way he's motivating Nas to be one of the best versions of Nas in the latter stages of his career. And it's dope, man. I always, you know, as I was younger and, and older artists would fall off, I would always think like, damn, you really don't use, lose your wits because as you get older, you get wiser. So why aren't you getting better and making better music? You know what I mean? But again, Nas is not doing the the formulaic stuff no more. Nas is doing exactly what we've always wanted our our artists that age do. Make 10, 12 joints, very consistent, not chasing a sound. And it's being held in high regard. You know what I mean? Like everybody that's done it. You know, him and Jay will be linked forever. But like 444. Ain't no party records on there. It's just nothing but truth. And it resonated, right? You know what I mean? So that can work as well. And I think a lot of Scarface older artists. Scarface is another one are, I know that kind of like did it with that. Uh, what was the name of his album? Scarface. Back in the early 2000s. Uh, the one he did for Def Jam. That was just all him. Ten songs. In and out. Yeah. I mean, even Scarface, you know, he hasn't dropped in a while due to, you know, no, kind of no, being no. sick. And, but yeah, deeply, he was sick, so. Deeply Rooted, I think, is the last one that I listened to from Scarface. And that was like maybe, shit, damn. It was 2015. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But like, even then, 
Scarface, man, le- legend. I-, I love what the legends are doing, man. Fix, and, the and fix. Coming That's back what I'm trying to pick up. The fix. Yeah, the fix. So, but yeah, so dope, dope pick, man. Dope pick. Um, Magic. We'll, we'll talk about Magic a little bit more. Um, as far as our, you know, picks that didn't make these respective lists. So I'll get to my number one. It's Big Crip. Digital Roses Don't Die. Again, this my five could really be a day in the life rolling with cash. I had the highs and the lows, and that's really where it's at. You know what I mean? I got a love lamb. I have Crip, which is not a... Oh, 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 go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask your question, because I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we're going to pull back on this, because I remember at the end of the year, R&B list... I'm sitting there and I put Silk Sonic number one. I said that vibe is just what they said and just sets everything off a little different. Well, I don't. Well, I think it's good, but you know, I don't need that type of setting on the side. I don't know. Go back, run the tapes, check out what he said. But then he proceeds to give y'all two albums, not two months later, <laughs> that's following that same type of vein and that that feeling. Go ahead. Now you can go ahead. <laughs> Before before I get back into the album, my retort is they are too talented to be ripping off super popular remakes and just really just singing over it with minimal updates to those remakes. Like, I didn't really feel no creativity in the album. Does it sound good? Yes, it's Bruno Mars. You know what I mean? Like... What, what what do we expect from those two guys? Like it's going to sound good. They're in the top. Expecting to be trendsetters, top- you know what I mean? Have other people, you know, start getting yes. in that same mold and feel, you know, come out, you know, where it permeates into other genres as well. Maybe in the hip hop, you know, and you know, now you got Brit Crit no, feeling no, this no, way. No, now no, maybe no. you got you got uh, Nick Grant feeling Crit this way. Crit always been and, doing this. Stop, stop, stop the presses. <laughs> Stop it. You know Crit has always been in his his bag like this. It's just an entire project like this. Crit has always had this groove with him. South Side to the Moon. You've heard of South Side to the Moon. You're just hearing these types of songs give for an a, entire project. Give you analysis. Don't, don't, don't analysis. do Crit like that. Don't give do Crit you, like that. I ain't that. doing the Crit like that. I'm, I'm talking to Cash. I'm about to, I'm about to, mute, I'm about to mute this motherfucker, man. <laughs> As I was saying... Southside to the moon, road clean, come out to play. <laughs> you know, that that's a dope one. So cool. Uh, boring. Again, Prez doesn't like boring. Most boring this motherfucker I know in this world outside of this podcast. But uh, I let him I let him have it as far as not liking that song. And then also, man, wet lashes and shot glasses. That's my shit too, Prez. And more than roses. It's my shit, too. I don't care what you got to say. This whole album is a vibe. I put this on in front of anybody. I put anybody on to this. Any of the ladies, any of the fellas that just want to put this on during the kickback. This shit vibe. This is a vibe, man. Between this Nick Grant joint, you know, minimal rapping. They're rapping on here, but they're showing their full level of artistry. And they're reaching out to different bags. And again... When you do something I don't necessarily know you to do, I know you can do it, you can reach it, but you do it for an entire project and you put it, you bring it together. For me, job well done because I'm hard to win over when you go zig left and zig right on me when I come to you for bars or for just some 
you know, my sub, my sub. You know, when I come to you for that, when I want that knock, crit, I want that knock. But when you do this and you do it well, I got to show love because, you know, for me, when you change my mind and my heart, it's kind of like, you know, Rocky winning over, you know, um, what, what was it, Rocky IV when he was running over uh, Czechoslovakia? What was it, man? What was it, Russia? Or oh, whatever. Russia, yeah. He just, uh, Russia, yeah. He just won over an entire Trago. nation by the way he... Yeah, with, with Drago, he just he just won everybody over. One supposed to, they hated him at the beginning of the fight. By the end, they were like, "Hmm, this American ain't half bad." Terrible analogy, y'all. I know, but you get it. You get it. You get what I'm trying to say here. Big crit, digital roses don't die. My number one may switch up at the end of the year, so we it's only a quarter. We yeah. only do a quarter, people. So a quarter. Lot of we lot of good music. Push your tea that's supposed to come in and. Got a ton of other albums that's throughout the year. I know we're supposed to, they've been teasing the 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 Kendrick, you know, a little bit. But to speak on, can I say a little piece about the the crit? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you. yeah. It was it was on the outside looking in on mine. It was one of the ones the honor. We'll get into honorable mentions. So yeah, uh, so yeah, I started, started off, off with, that. with your honorable mentions. So uh, only problem I had with the Big Crit album, man, you got to know that it's experimenting. You going out, you trying some new things. Everything ain't gonna go over with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you got you got to take the good and the bad criticism and all that. Like that's how it goes, right? So I didn't under the whole concept of the the four elements and everything when it got to the water part, and he's talking about like the boring and the other couple songs that was on there. It was like two or three songs up in there. That part didn't kind of flow. Good for me. I didn't like those, so I take those in and out. But the other 75% of the album was great. Jam to it. Love it. So you take out that boring part and those those couple songs, I think it was like three songs in the water section. That was it. And it was, I love this album. But, you know, other than that, yeah, thought it was pretty good. All right. Outside looking in for me in terms of albums, again, Magic. But you covered that really well. I still listen to Magic a lot, um, but I wasn't thinking about December at all. I was just kind of going from January. I wasn't thinking about the agreement we made. So good on you with with keeping up with the agreement. Or else Magic probably would have crept in here and bumped bumped one of these projects out because I still listen to that on the playlist a lot. But um, yeah, Earth Gang, man, Earth Gang. Ghetto Gods, another another joint to where they're doing some of what they do, some of what they don't do. I mean, they could do the mainstream thing. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really sound off when you hear them do it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, they just sound good, man. You know, and I've made the mistake to compare them to Outkast in previous pods. I know I got to pump my brakes on this. But, man, they make some jamming-ass music, man. And they're very unapologetic, weird in terms of just, like, the type of pockets they be in with rapping. But they're super creative. Um, Songs on the project, you know, they got a lot of depth to their music. You know what I mean? I just hope that if you are not onto Earth Gang, me and Press have been to, like, two of their shows, I believe, at this point now. So if y'all get with them, man, and you think it's just a mainstream joint, just bear with the album. Get through the whole album. Listen to it. Give it a fair chance. Don't listen to it on your iPhone speakers or your phone speakers. Let that joint not at the crib in your system or in your car. If you have a system, if you don't, get one. 
um, what type of grown person doesn't have a decent system in their car. They just need to hear no that. <laughs> check, check it out, man. <laughs> ghetto Ghetto Gods is is a really dope one and uh, a sleeper for me. Um, and then uh, what's the other one, man? Tana Talk 4. That's the, that's, that's, a, you? that's another one that didn't quite make my list. Yeah, it didn't make my list. Yeah, when you talk, I was going to, I had something to say. Uh, so when you were saying like about Earth Gang, you were talking about the different pockets and how they just blend in with all type of music. I was like, even remember, I remember like a song they had with uh, Sam Henshaw. It's like time to go to church uh, or church. I think it was just called, but it was like time to go to church. And they was on that song. It still floated within those little, in that arena. You know what I mean? So a little bit more churchy type vibe and it. Can't yeah, be boxed in. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, but go ahead. We were talking about with Tanner Talk. No, I was saying Tanner Talk 4 was on the outside looking in of my my top five. Again, I enjoyed the project. You know what I mean? But it's a it's a slow burner for me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going off the ones that out the gate. I was like, yes, I really enjoyed this. I kept going back to it. I didn't have to be prompted because we covering it. For a podcast, I actually listen to all these projects in my leisure. I know the songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, it's just stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, that's an easy, easy, you know, album to go to, you know, but I wanted to give the people a little bit of just really what I like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so another one that was on the outside looking in for me was uh, 2 Change, Dope Don't Sell Itself. Uh I know you were saying like it's kind of sub tier, but I mean I, I appreciated like everything that was on the album. I, I really enjoyed it a little bit more up up tempo vibe, but it was just like more like when I broke down all my songs and what I'm listening to the the pure numbers and everything, it kind of got pushed on our side. But it, it probably would have been strongest like number six for me, actually like floating up in there. I like that two chains a lot. Uh, gave the, the review on it. Go back, peep the review, tell you everything I liked about it. But yeah, it was it was a solid, solid project, and I was happy that we was getting a lot of trap music in February. You know, you know. So yeah, because yeah, they awesome. typically wait to a little later in the year to give you that that hard trap shit that's gonna be you know playing with the windows down. You know, warm weather. So the, the, the so. true standout one there was the one uh, the last song on the album where he was like showing his true range and he was like going in. Away from the trap stuff, but actually going into the the street sounds and the more East Coast like rappers. He had a couple of them With stove guy, stove guy, yeah, stove and everything on, on that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vlad TV, that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah. I might have to revisit it. You know, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. Sometimes it's wrong time to listen to certain things, so I may have go have to go back to two chains because, like we said in our Dream Reel cover that we just dropped yesterday, that will be out on episode 155. Like, Chains is just one of those guys to where you just enjoy his energy and his quirky punchlines, you know what I mean? Like, they're fire, but they also kind of, you know, they, you know what I mean? Like, it's just quirky, man. It's just quirky punchlines. That's the best way I could describe it. But you still enjoy it because it's so simple, but it's still hard <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, as for EPs, man, I got three. I got three I want to mention. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You're going to say EPs? Or is that all on your other Indies, indies, indies. I don't have no more albums. So I proposed a question to you probably about a month ago, and I could already foresee it, and it was coming off mine. That's what I was noticing, even with just as soon as the Kodak claim out and everything, like I seen it kind of creeping away. The Corday. 
how we was, it was yeah. one of those albums that we was championing and waiting for it to come. But then when it came, nobody must gave it a chance to breathe. They put, they surrounded with just all this other music and uh, different vibes and everything. And they kind of got sandwiched in a little bit and kind of like pushed off. I still go back to the Corday, but I, I don't I know if I'm living with it as much as I live with the last album, with his first album. With Lost Boy, first album, and then and, and I, but I feel like dropped. he's he's rapping better on this album. He has better cra- features. Yeah, I got to go back to it. I got to go back to it. Uh, I do too. But when you put it up with his rest of his competition, I, I honestly can't uh, say I'm listening at that more than this. It's good. It's good. But when I heard, you know, I was on the bandwagon with the first project. I was on the bandwagon with the EP that he dropped right before the project. You know what I mean? So I think he did well, man. Like he, he went ball for bar with Wayne. I mean, like he, <laughs> the start off of that project is pretty damn strong in terms of what he's saying at his age. John you know? Michael super, uh, shallow intro, mama's hood. Yeah. yeah like it's, it's good. like it's not name of the album from a bird's, uh, from a bird's eye view. Yeah, it's not no no bad music on there. It just wasn't the the instantaneous. I didn't fall in love with it, and if I got to go back and you know really listen to it, uh, maybe I will catch some. So I'll say that I can honestly say I haven't naturally gone back to it, but I do remember those songs, and I do remember like, oh, these shits is fire when they was dropping their singles. Liked them, but yeah. <sighs> Yeah, man. I seen it coming, man. I seen it coming just like with what was getting on our plates and the music that was coming out. And just like when we reviewing these, you know, those certain albums, I could see like just people to listen at, at this album. You know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. It's different. It's different. Different type of energy when, yeah. we, when we enjoy an album, when we come on here. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could just tell, you know what I'm saying? When you being very, like right now, being very fine with our words because we like the young dude. You know what I mean? And we know it's not bad. It's just not one of them ones. It don't crack through. And sometimes it's like that when you're judging it like that. But I do enjoy a lot of the project. So, you know, get, take that for what it is. This is Y'all why go listen to it from a, from a bird's eye view. Let us know. Why people need to be very, very careful with their words and what they cry on classics and stuff like too soon. You got to let it sit with you for a minute. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. <laughs> Let it breathe for sure. Um, EPs for me, man, uh, that I didn't mention, um, and all because uh, the the first two I'll mention they just came out. Um, Phil V, God's Earth. I mentioned it on a podcast, so I still need some time to sit with that. That came out like uh, right around mid March time frame. So definitely, y'all want to check out Phil V's God's Earth. Also want to check out Eddie Kane's Wonderful World of Kano. And then um, Vega 7, The Ronin, and Machacha, The Lead Line Wall. Now, that Vega shit, Prez, I need you to listen to it this week. We don't need to cover it. Have its own thing. If you want to, we can. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, but uh, I'm going to implore my man... Um, King James or JR or whoever is one of y'all that know him, we, we got to get him on the pod because 
this motherfucker can go. Like, he can go. Like, and he got a good concept behind it. You know what I mean? So, I want y'all to check out The Lead Lined Wall by Vega 7, The Ronin and Machacha. It's, it's, it's some bars, some some shit you're going to have to decode. It's on some oh, okay. type shit. Well, that, well, just, you know why did you I mean? lead off with that? Yeah. You told me. Why did you lead off with that? Hey, you got to, it's heavily decoded, man. <laughs> It's, it's heavily decoded, man, and uh, you know he he one of them he one of them dudes, man. Like I first first uh, saw him on um, Mickey Fax had like a battle thing. Remember yeah. when King James did it a couple couple months ago, and they went up against each other, I believe. Or oh, no, 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 ja King the Divine and Vega went head to head in the battle. Vega ended up edging them, but it was close. You know what I mean? And you, as we know, the young, young man can go and Ja King. So yeah, yeah, man, check it out. Check it out, man. I think you will rock with it. And I think you will rock with the Phil V as then, well. So, but yo, those, those are my one three. last album that I give a little shout out to man was, uh, Earl sweatshirt, uh, the sick. And I'm giving some praise, but I'm giving some, why I don't make my list and all this stuff. It's the lo-fi beats. He live in that little era, that that little footprint. And it's just like that dude who can rap, you know, he can say stuff, but he never like sequences enough to put it into a, like an album. It's always just a freestyle type thing. And at points it can get to what the part that we don't like about currency, you know what I mean? Like or, or that that draws people... <laughs> High raps. It, well, I'm just saying that he just like flowing and then it's just like <laughs> just constantly going and it's just like no structure to some some songs, some of the stuff that he says. It just him just getting off what's in his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at certain points, I feel like okay, this is good. I can kind of zone out to it from time to time, but it's missing. You know, uh, the is missing. You know making uh telling a story and all this little things he never has those elements in his uh in his rhymes to me well i ain't gonna say yeah. never because i ain't listening yeah, to every, I, I, I ain't never listened to it. everything he put out but i know when i when something's thrown my way or i, I listen to it he don't have I me mean, he don't have much of that should i say you know what i mean he don't make you shit like that makes you not want to go back and discover who the artist is, you know what I'm saying? When, when they give you just enough and you're like, okay, this is dope. I know of Earl's sweatshirt and kind of what he comes from and you know, the background, but when he gives you like nothing to really go back to, you know what I'm saying? Give you flashes. Speaking of flashes, speaking of flashes on this album, it's 10 songs, 24 songs. He has two songs on here, like lobby, INT and Titanic. Where uh, even though they're like lo-fi type beats, they they play around with like a little trappy, little heavy bass type little thing on there, and it's him rhyming over. And I'm just like, why don't you just go all in? Why don't you just call up uh, somebody, you know, ESG, uh, ESTG, or uh, uh, Yo Gotti Two Chains, like like random, like if you yeah, want to go low, low, like get you like. It, I don't know who you're going to get in the industry, but there's tons of trap rappers. You know what I mean? You could have got that and just went all in on a trap type beat or do it like uh, I, I seen. We seen Lupe go all in on a trap type beat before. You know what I mean? They just kill it, you know, on the song. So, like, just don't play with it like this. Don't go halfway in on it. It's like you, you went halfway and then you look like you. It just seems like you're scared. Then you're scared to go outside of your element a little bit. So you was almost there. 
Just do it. We done with Earl's yeah. sweatshirt for now? I just want to give a shout out to my man, Yay. Grammy Award winning Yay. Um, Who the fuck cares about a Grammy? Jail. <laughs> jail. Get <laughs> you for real? <laughs> I'm going to jail now. That tells me everything Jay. I need to Jay. know, man. That tells me everything <laughs> I need to know, man. That's what won them a Grammy. This I don't is, know why that, that randomly popped in my head. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But something told me I got to see your facial reaction for that Grammy Award win. Shout out to they Tyler only and DJ Drama. They want you the most dumbest and my... the most ignorant stuff because they don't comprehend rapping. They don't understand pop. It's a bunch of people who don't understand the culture and everything that goes along with it that's going around and voting for this. That is a poppy type song, if I ever heard of it, that is an ignorant lyrics, don't really make sense and stuff like this. It's just dumb. Just throwing out there. It may sonically sound good, you know what I mean? Like, but I mean, like, nothing else about it is great. Mom, I'll take that back. J J verse was good, you know what I mean? But yay, just going off on his little tangent halfway through the songs and stuff like that, bro. It's it's not. <laughs> it's, hey, you got it. It's Grammy nominated, Grammy, Grammy awarded. The white people have signed off on it for 2022. Yay. You you still you still in their good graces. <laughs> hey man, shout that out to That shit ain't winning that no BET award. That shit ain't winning that no Shout out to DJ Drama. I will give credit to this one. Grammy Award winning DJ Drama. Even though it I I it was parts of it I didn't like about it, you know what I mean? I that a lot of people liked that Tyler creator. Uh, he brought back drum. I gave him credit for that and like continued like coming out. So that portion, I will say congratulate to those guys and everything. And uh, I'm glad that somebody who's been in the game for a while, you know, getting their accolades and stuff like that. Had to go to jail, had all his shit confiscated for some old dumb shit back in the day. So this is like a, you know, again, not pitting him against nobody, but like he was the DJ that when we was coming of age as young adults, that was just a theme song to our adulthood. You know what I mean? Going out before the club because they weren't going to play some of this shit that was on the drama tapes, but that was what got us to the club and ready to do our thing and have a good time. So shout out. I'm so, so much, uh, you know, young adult memories with the drama mixtapes, but, um, but yeah, so, won't give y'all one. They weren't gonna give it to Nas two years out. in a row, though. It's we knew my... that, right? That, they weren't gonna give it to him two years in a row. Mm mm mm. But yeah, man. Uh, but yes, yeah, episode. This ain't an episode. You know, this was a bonus, bro. This ain't an episode. This is a Patreon. I'm so used to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to doing the Patreon. I'm in the uh, regular episode. This is episode one. Uh, for y'all for, for fucking with us you know, I mean? you know thank we, you for your donations and uh, yeah. it's gonna live out there for a while we'll eventually release it whenever but I mean we're gonna let it live on just with the Patreon users for a minute so uh, I know you're gonna let it live as a video too for a minute too right yeah 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 I'm gonna um, upload it as is piece it together ain't no edits and all and y'all have it however y'all want it audio or, or video, and we'll we'll give it a you know a week or so before we release okay. it to everybody. All right, they man. All right, that's a good one. That was a good one. Yep, yep. episode. No episode was bonus, episode. man. You Patreon. Just, man, Shout you out, so love y'all. Robotic over here. <laughs> yeah, bonus. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, é uma, é uma... 